The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Uh, another Buffett quote, uh, forecasts may tell you a great deal about the forecaster. They tell you absolutely nothing about the future. Uh, economic forecasting was invented to make astrology look respectable <laughs> uh, or fortune tellers, whatever you want to pick. So the ability, uh, you know, I, I guess I can bring this up. I, you know, we get asked all the time in client meetings and portfolio reviews with clients, you know, what do you think about the, what's going to happen in the next 12 months and what sector should we be in? And it's like, what are you talking about? You might as well just ask my labradoodle because he is good as good. He's going to be able to figure it out as well as I and I can. And it's not that it's not that it's just not doable. So it's like the idea that you somebody out there is going to give you a 12 month forecast on the economy and stock prices or bond prices is just stupid and a waste of time and energy. And so don't ever look for those and don't ever listen to those because they're useless. And so, you know, it's focus on what matters and that's buying enduring businesses that grow earnings over time. That's going to be the one truth that matters. What happens in the next 12 months, nobody can tell you with accuracy. If you look at the forecast that the invest, all the investment banks put out every year in December about the next year, their accuracy is like so low. It's not even funny how bad they are at forecasting. So, and that's, and that, and the funny thing is to us about it is like they're, the data shows how bad they are at, at it, yet people still listen to it. Like, people sp pay money for it. It's like, what is happening here? You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, I guess. <laughs> they, they, you know, at the country club, I, I don't know, over Scott, I don't know what's going on. Um, so the two probably biggest beneficiaries, or three, I guess I could put another one in there, of the ZERP, the uh, zero interest rates that we've had for now 15 years, um, would be obviously housing, low interest rates helped housing immensely, the technology sector, especially companies that had, uh, didn't, you know, they didn't have actual earnings. And then obviously crypto was another beneficiary of that uh, zero interest rate policy. Um, but if you look at the housing market, um, since the end of the easy money in 2022, uh, where we saw the peak in home prices, we've seen now seven consecutive monthly declines in the, in the Case-Shiller National Home Price Index. So I'm not just talking about Ben, I'm talking about nationally, uh, for a cumulative depreciation of about 5%. Uh, this is the seventh, uh, this is the largest seven-month decline since 2011. Uh, but remember, here's the part that is important. Prices are still 40% higher than they were three years ago. 40% in house prices in three years is too much. Um, which, what does that say to you? It means that uh, we're going to have to see uh, a larger decline before housing becomes affordable again. And that's with interest rates where they were a year and a half ago. So when now when you go from a 3% mortgage to a 6% mortgage, uh, that changes the affordability math even more. So I know everybody, when they listen to the show, thinks Josh and I are haters in real, on the real estate market, but we just like to report the facts as it relates to all the different markets. And the housing market is obviously a big one nationally, and so we, we're not going to ignore it. Um, but prices matter, and interest rates matter in the housing market. And those low interest rates, the housing market was the biggest beneficiary of that. And there's a whole generation or a couple generations that think that real estate is the greatest investment in the history of time. But I would urge you to look at the Forbes 400 list and see how many of those people got on that list through real estate. It's, it's, it's less than five. Uh, and so... Where'd they get it? They got it from the capital markets and owning a business in the stock market. That's where they got it. Uh, okay. 
I know that we sound like a broken record about small caps, but first, Josh, please describe what a small cap stock is, because I think that people think they might have them in their portfolio, but they really don't. So what is a small cap stock? Uh, s same thing you, you know, we always say, but small caps are, depending on the index provider, uh, anywhere from one to 10 billion in market cap. So they're pretty big businesses in the scheme of what you think is a small business, but uh, in publicly traded markets, they're you know, known as being small uh, by definition. And when you look at what they talk about on CNBC uh, <coughs> or maybe even the broader mainstream media, you know, when you hear what the Russell 2000 did, uh, that's the index that is generally representative of the small cap universe, at least the one, only one that they really talk about. Uh, but that's just 2000 publicly traded small cap businesses. And, and the reason, you know, we know that when Josh and I do free retirement reviews, people have an underrepresentation of small caps in their portfolio. The one, one reason might be valid in that they are more volatile over time uh, than, say, large cap stocks. So when you think of a large cap, that's the Costco's, the Amazon's, the Google's, the Microsoft's of the world. Those are the large and mega cap companies. Uh, and uh, small cap stocks over time tend to be much more volatile than those. But their returns over time, and when I say over time, over the last 100 years, have small caps have beaten large caps by about 2% a year. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but if you compound 2% over time, it makes a big, big difference. Uh, but they're doing it with a, a you know, bumpier ride. And so um, we look back at history and we look at periods of inflation and we look at periods uh, where there's a big disparity between, uh, from valuation standpoint between large cap and small caps. And we're right now back at that level where the valuation difference, meaning where, how expensive large cap stocks are, relative to small cap stocks is at record valuation. So the last time we saw this was March of 2020, when then small caps dramatically outperformed. And then we also saw this in February of 2001, which is right before small caps absolutely well, decimated large if caps. If you go back three years, small caps uh, have beat the S&P by uh, 19%. And that's just the IJR, which is S&P small cap 600, which is just sort of, that's what we own, which is just, there's a profitability criteria to be in there. So it's a lot higher quality than the Russell 2000, but then small cap value has beat the S&P by 27% uh, in the trailing three years. But what's important, and I think, you know, we talk about the, you kind of saw this rush to the mega caps during uh, the you know so-called banking crisis over the last couple of weeks where those big stocks did really well. But over the last three years, market concentration has broken down a ton. And this same thing happened in the wake of the tech telecom media bubble in 2000. And then uh, in the early 1970s with the Nifty 50, where four or five stocks represented nearly 30% of the market. Uh, as that concentration broke down, it took in both of those historical instances a number of years, but uh, that's when it, you think about money starts to flow, and they call it breadth in the market, but it goes to the names that are down the cap spectrum, that are, to the smaller businesses. And in 2000, uh, small caps outpaced uh, mega caps by 67% in the seven years after that bubble, and it was about the same in the early 70s. Uh, and over, you know, from 1970 to 1982, small caps did 250%, and the broader market did nothing. But think about it from this perspective too. It, uh, you know, think about how large Apple is or Microsoft is. They have ginormous market caps. For them to double is a heavy lift. For a billion-dollar company to go to two billion is not a heavy lift. And so. Here's what Josh is talking about. The combined market capitalization of Apple and Microsoft is $4.7 which is $2 trillion higher than the combined market value of all the stocks in the Russell 2000. So two companies, market cap is $2 trillion higher than all the companies in the Russell 2000. Uh, you know, do you think that gap's justified? I don't think so. The combined revenue of Apple and Microsoft uh, was five hundred ninety one billion over the last year versus two and a half trillion for the russell two thousand so what what do you think is going to be a better investment going forward which which asset class is cheaper those two stocks that are you know huge ginormous uh, with revenue of about six hundred billion or these other companies that have two and a half trillion and are trading in a fraction uh, of those big mega caps. So we have a ton of concentration and a very small amount of names. 
And like Josh said, the breath is going to happen and people will start to realize the, value. Those names are really, really expensive relative to how big they are. It's tough to them. You know, the law of large numbers, it's tough for them to grow and fill that valuation. It's not that we don't think they're good businesses. They just are going to be dead money, especially relative to other good asset classes over the next decade. All right. Uh, if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle and end of every month that we send out via email. If you want to get added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwalt.com. Send us an email. Just say add me to your e-newsletter list. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about setting up your 401k, things you need to be thinking about when you go about doing that. Stick around. Give your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Since 1999, Auto Network Group, ANG and Bend, has been delivering on the American promise of driving excitement. Hi, Fred Johnson here. Auto Network Group buyers scour the market selecting only the best of the best. Cars, trucks, SUVs, vans, and top-of-the-line RVs. They have the brands you can trust. Let Auto Network Group match your active Central Oregon lifestyle with the perfect vehicle for things you love to do. The buying experience at ANG is streamlined. Apply online, get pre-approved financing, select your new late model car, truck, SUV, or RV. And in three easy steps, you can be driving something new. They take pride in their 100% positive feedback rating. Go to angben.com to see their big inventory and see what other satisfied customers have to say. Or stop in today at Auto Network Group, just behind Target on Robo Lane and Bend. Auto Network Group, delivering driving excitement. Hello, hello. This is Christy from the Cosmic Depot. I am here today to ask, why wait? Why wait to get your camping and festival gear all tuned up and ready to go? Check out your fun provision stash today and see what needs a fill up. You got incense, friend? Cosmic Depot does. Is that tapestry looking a little fraught? The Cosmic Depot has a rainbow of beautiful cotton tapestries waiting to join your party. Come on into the Cosmic Depot and spice up your spring and summer fun to come. Find a cute new frock or a signature scent, a sparkling new pendant and matching earrings. Get a mini peace flag to state your intent and put your boogie face forward, ready to greet your days when you shop at Cosmic Depot. At the Cosmic Depot, we celebrate you dancing life in your special way and embracing your tune seven days a week from 10 to 6 at 342 Northeast Clay and Bend. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on our little radio show. Uh, if you would like to be part of it, if you have a question or comment, call us 
7117 or you can always email us which is what most people do they go to our website northwest quadrant wealth click on the contact us button and they send us their pithy little email so uh more warren buffett quotes I'll a couple more b- before the end of the show um the most important quality for an investor is temperament not intellect and josh and i are both good examples of that Josh's temperament sometimes has to be tamped down, though, because he gets a little bit chasey sometimes. Just have to remind chasey. him. Chasey. Patience, young Skywalker. No, I just, I always remind myself what I want to do is definitely the stupidest thing. It's yeah, the just, lowest common denominator. Just wait a little bit of time and then you'll realize. That's but like, my, when I get an email or a nasty phone call from a client, I have to say, give it an hour before you, and then you can respond. But if you recognize that that impulsive reaction that yourself creates, that's temperament, right? Yeah. And then you know what it actually is. It's really crucial. Yeah. It's that little part of the brain in the back, the amygdala that is that is the part that makes most people want to do something stupid when you just need to do a little second level thinking. And sentiment is always this really contrarian <laughs> indicator. And we, we get a pretty good read on sentiment just based on the volume of conversations that we have. And uh, it's almost universally wrong. And then lastly, uh, risk, this is from Buffett, risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. And so, you know, we got to experience that. Uh, we've I've experienced it in my career now a few times, but really experienced it um, in, in 2021, when we had people uh, that had no idea what they were doing, investing lots of money, uh, and they, you know, in, were investing in businesses that were ultimately going to be zeros, and you know, they're still in the process. A lot of them were going to zero, but they, people got their face ripped off. So, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, you should not be investing money. And you can, you know, what happens in, in a market like that? Those easy money uh, policy periods when everything goes up and people start to think, wait, I know what I'm doing. You have to really think to yourself, like, why, why is this so easy? What, what, you know, am I just, is this always been like this and I'm just catching on to it? Like, come on, that can't be true. And so, uh, if, if you don't know what you're doing in investing, you are, it's, it's not what, it's not if it's when you're going to get your face ripped off and it's going to be painful. So, you know, if you know you're in that camp, you should hire somebody. It's well worth the 1% that you're going to pay them uh, to manage your money. And then before I talk about setting up a 401k, um, so, you know, obviously it's really difficult to amass wealth uh, and it can be really hard to pass that money down to generations. Um, And so this is something, you know, I've been dealing with, uh, we've been dealing with clients that there's some multi-generational wealth and, um, one of the things that would help, and every time we deal with these these people in this situation, is more communication. Unfortunately, there's just a lack of communication that we see. Um, and, and so the more communication, the more successful that it will be. And I know money is very difficult to talk about, but if you want uh, it to be successful when you pass your money on to your kids or grandkids, communication is really, really important. Um, generally, wealth doesn't last more than three generations, and this comes from American Funds um, in the U.S., uh, there's the there's the saying that shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations, uh, but over the next 25 years, a ton of wealth is going to be uh, transferred to heirs and charities. That's uh, according to Cerulli, it's going to be 70 trillion dollars. Um, and they did studies and they said, what are the most effective wealth transfer planning strategies? Uh, and by far the most important one was uh, regular family meetings and and regular communication about the money. Um, all this other stuff that people are doing is is just noise. The most effective thing is having a regular family meeting where you're honest and you communicate the plans. Uh, and believe me, it'll be better for everybody. Okay, uh, let's talk about setting up a 401k. I know this isn't overly exciting, but a lot of you might have done it and you've skipped some of these steps. And so your 401k isn't probably appropriately uh, set up. So first thing is see if your plan has automatic enrollment. Um, and if that is true, make sure that your contribution amount is as high as it should be. So let's say you have a plan that you are, you are automatically enrolled in. Um, you're most likely not contributing the amount that you should be, meaning not, not enough. So make sure that you're contributing the appropriate amount. You, you just know that you can contribute up uh, to a certain dollar limit. So you can, you can contribute more than they have enrolled you for. And so if you can afford it, you absolutely should. Um, see if there's a new feature on 401k is called auto escalation. Um, 
Um, and so what that means is anytime you get a raise or an increase or an extra pay, that they auto escalate the amount you're contributing uh, to your 401k. So see if you can automate that. If you can't automate it, anytime one of those things happens, you need to make sure that you increase the amount you're contributing to your 401k. The 401k is such a great savings tool because it is the ultimate pay yourself first. So you've heard that the most successful people uh, in terms of savings pay themselves first. And because the 401k is automated and it's the first money that comes out of your paycheck and goes into your retirement plan, that's why it works so well because you're not actually having to do something. Um, Next thing you need to do is find out if your company offers a match and you have to at least contribute that amount. So what a match is, is let's say a lot of companies will say, we will con- we will match your do- your contributions dollar for dollar up to 3%. So meaning, you know, if you're contributing 3%, they're going to contribute the same 3%. Uh, so that's essentially free money that's going into a tax-deferred savings account. You cannot pass that money up. I, you know, you don't, nobody can say, oh, I can't afford it. You, ha- you have to at least get the match because it's free money from the company. And most companies, especially big companies, have a match because otherwise their plan would be out of compliance. And so uh, find out what the match is and contribute up to the match. If you can do more, absolutely do more. But make sure you're contributing at least up to the match. And, you know, there's plans out there with more than a 3% match. Some of them are up to uh, 6%, which is a lot of free money. And so make sure you're doing that. The next thing you need to do is set your asset allocation. Um, this is this is okay. Now you're, you've set the plan up. You, you, you know, you figure out how much you're going to contribute. Then you have to figure out, okay, I need to pick the right investments because now you need good investments that are going to drive investment returns that are going to do a lot of the heavy lifting uh, in your your plan. So when I think about how much money I've contributed to my retirement plans versus how big they are, most of it has come from the appreciation of the market. Same thing with my kids' 529 plans. Let the market do a lot of the heavy lifting, but that means you have to get your asset allocation right. The more money you have allocated to stocks, the better you're going to do over time. Yes, it's going to be more volatile. But remember, a 401k is a great tool to invest in the stock market because remember, you're getting paid every two weeks. And so that stock market volatility can be your friend. As the volatility of the stock market uh, happens, you're contributing into that volatility. uh, and, and, And so it's going to work in your favor. And then uh, next two things, one, set up your beneficiaries. It's a big one. Make sure uh, you have a beneficiary attached to your 401k and it's going to the person that you want it to. Uh, if you don't have a beneficiary, then it all has, then has to go through this nasty process. So make sure you set up beneficiaries on your uh, – and then lastly, you can go on a website called brightscope.com to see how your plan rates. If you have a – let's say you're a participant in a relatively small plan and you go on Brightscope and you see that your plan – is not good, it's too expensive, or your bad investment choices, you can go to your HR person or whoever's in charge of your plan and say, look, we have a really bad 401k plan, and then urge that person to to Google 401k lawsuits, and they will see really quickly the amount of risk and liability they're taking by having a crappy 401k. So go. it's called brightscope.com and, and see how your plan rates. All right, if you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So give our office a call. Get that scheduled if you have at least 500000 of investable dollars. The number here is 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
Knife River Ready Mix is looking for truck drivers and those looking for a career change. And here's the bottom line up front. Our full-time truck drivers make $75,000 to $85,000 a year, plus medical and dental benefits and vision coverage and a retirement plan and profit sharing and eight paid holidays and flexible weekday hours, all while driving in our local hometowns. Knife River Ready Mix truck drivers make more money, get more benefits, and see more of their kids' ball games. So if you're a work hard, play hard kind of person who needs a better quality of life, we want you driving for us. Knife River Ready Mix is offering ride-alongs to qualified interested drivers. That's a no-obligation, check-it-out kind of deal. Take the first step and call Knife River Ready Mix at 541-388-0445 or go online to kniferiver.com slash jobs. kniferiver.com slash jobs. I'm Gail, and this is my HomeShare Oregon story. I needed a little help making my house payments, and Brenda needed a place to live that she could afford. When we matched our profiles on HomeShare Oregon, it turned out to be perfect. We share meals. We share workout in the garden. We share walking the dogs. I think the companionship is one of my favorite things. HomeShare Oregon is a free website service that matches people who want to share their home with a housemate who needs a safe and affordable place to call home. And it's working. Just ask Brenda. What I would say to someone who's considering doing home sharing is do it. It's affordable. It's safe. It's a wonderful thing. I, I can't believe I didn't think about it prior to this. I'm so grateful that I happened upon that website. Uh, it really did change my life. For more information, go to homeshareoregon.org. That's homeshareoregon.org. This message has been sponsored by Homeshare Oregon, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Hello, hello. This is Christy from the Cosmic Depot. I am here today to ask, why wait? Why wait to get your camping and festival gear all tuned up and ready to go? Check out your fun provision stash today and see what needs a fill up. You got incense, friend? Cosmic Depot does. Is that tapestry looking a little fraught? The Cosmic Depot has a rainbow of beautiful cotton tapestries waiting to join your party. Come on into the Cosmic Depot and spice up your spring and summer fun to come. Find a cute new frock or a signature scent, a sparkling new pendant and matching earrings. Get a mini peace flag to state your intent and put your boogie face forward, ready to greet your days when you shop at Cosmic Depot. At the Cosmic Depot, we celebrate you dancing life in your special way and embracing your tune seven days a week from 10 to 6 at 342 Northeast Clay and Bend. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend uh, with us. So um, Josh found a really good uh, uh, anecdote that we thought we'd share with you as it relates to uh, good old Blackstone. There is nothing more emblematic of the excess liquidity in the system uh, than Blackstone. They raised more than $30 billion this week for a new uh, giant property fund. And the funny thing 
about that if you have read anything about Blackstone so far this year, uh, really even in the end of 2022, is they've been uh, they've imposed a redemption gate on their prior funds. There's a couple of them now, actually. Uh, but what that means is that investors in some of their property funds that they've raised over the last 10 years are not able to actually redeem their shares and get liquidity back out of their money. They only let a certain amount of money leave each month. Uh, they had to be bailed out by CalPERS, which injected $5 billion into them uh, a couple months ago to give them some liquidity so they could process additional withdrawals. But if there's anything more emblematic than they're still able to raise money, huge amounts of it, and people are knocking down their door to give them money while watching other investors not be able to pull, pull their money out of underperforming assets, uh, this is the greatest so example that is, I've seen so is far. Is the new Blackstone real estate fund going to buy the assets from the old one at half price? Is <laughs> well, that, that going to work? That was the commentary, right? And it's uh, it's just one of those things where this is the best example of just this huge scale of monetary creation. And when you make that much money, it's all got to find a place to go. Blackstone's not doing anything illegal, just very immoral. And I don't understand, like, to think that how little due diligence is being done None. by people, it's it's frightening. It's due diligence by credential at this point in, in modern, like, no one does the work anymore. It's, so... So here's another good example. So KPMG, which is one of the big four accounting firms, um, uh, 14 days before Silicon Valley Bank collapsed, they gave them a clean bill of health. Uh, they they uh, flagged potential losses on their loans, uh, but they didn't say anything about what actually brought uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Um, the, the, audit the audit opinion by KPMG was silent on actually what brought the bank down. Uh, and so it's just it, it, it's really crazy. The auditors failed to mention the fire in the basement or the box of dynamite, dynamite on the first floor, but they did point out the peeling paint. And so, you know, it, it's really crazy to think about how if you're an auditor, right, and you look at the books of a financial institution and then you look at their sort of matching up their uh, assets with their liabilities and their and, and to not think about how much they had in long duration bonds and what the what was going to happen it's like the people at kpmg just don't even understand how the bond market works like how, how they gave them a clean bill of health 14 days before they collapsed it, it just goes to show you it's just it's just like during the uh, global financial crisis remember all of these uh these securitized mortgages that existed out the there were getting the triple agencies. a ratings yeah. and by the rating agencies you, you know just because these so-called like white glove blue blood institutions like KPNG or rating agencies like Moody, these doofuses don't know what they're doing as evidenced by their giving well, clean bills of health right before something collapses. Like how, and then, you know, then, then it doesn't get talked about. Like, how is that even possible? But the other problem is like, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> Right. No, of course. That's where the that's where the regulation has to come in and say yeah. you you know you can't have you you can't be paying the auditor uh, to audit you because you know they're not going to give you a bad rating because you're just going to hire one of the other firms next time. And so it, it, you know there's a problem there. But um, you know th this is just such an unmitigated disaster that this keeps happening. And it's like oh well, um, okay. Uh, and, you know, and then here's what the issue that I have with it, because, again, if this was a bank in Kansas or in Iowa, they would have just let them fail. But because it's Silicon Valley Bank, those all those people with hundreds of millions of dollars got bailed out. And uh, that's where ultimately for me, that's the problem. So uh, so one of the things that Josh and I wanted to talk about, um, because it boggles our mind a little bit when we do our free recline client reviews or even with our own clients, um, we meet with prospective clients and we watch CNBC and Bloomberg, um, is this illusion about the investment business, this illusion about what Josh and I do, S somehow we have this secret sauce or we have like this black box where we, uh, you know, it's, we are just privy to it or the investment world is just privy to having this information that the, the rest of the world doesn't have. And, and our industry, whether it's on CNBC or financial advisors, work really, really hard to keep that illusion going. They, they, they want you to think, the investing public to think like, we know this secret that you're never going to be privy to. And, uh, and, you, and the only way you're going to get privy to it is if you hire me. And we're here to tell you that that doesn't exist. In fact, the more that that is perceived to exist, the more they're going to rip you off. 
And so the great thing about investing is Josh and I are proof of this. Simplicity is how you become a top decile investor globally over time, doing very little and investing in low cost, boring index funds. If you just invest in the S&P 500, which is, you know, this boring business in, in Pennsylvania with not real fancy offices that you can't go to, uh, you're going to do better than if you go to the fancy downtown offices of Goldman Sachs. You know who's going to do well in that Goldman Sachs relationship? The banker that brings you in. You've heard of where all the customers' yachts? That's where that comes from. Well, it's this, they, create, they create this opaque world and try to – it's all a ruse. I mean it's a fugazi. The, the, the whole idea is to create this perception. And if you really – when you work in the business, you understand that. And, you know, well, in I mean, fact, Josh, when a, he started here, whatever, how many years ago, he had the perception – and I, we didn't create it, but you had the perception that we sort of knew what the market was going to do. Yeah, I absolutely did. But you know, it's also <laughs> like this idea of exclusivity, and that plays really well into the mass affluent crowd particularly, and it's why – our our business, you have these practices that are built around dentists specifically or doctors or whatever it is because these are the ideal client to dupe because they are well endowed financially and they are absolutely aspiring to get something exclusive that's not on offer to the rest of the mass affluent. And so, of course, like when you look at the weighted average cost of what they're being plowed into, uh, it's just egregious and they don't really understand the underperformance relative to a publicly available instrument and it, the whole idea is just to create an opaque world that you don't understand and create and it feeds into this this human desire for exclusivity uh, and the wealth management industry is very very skilled at creating it and that's the whole idea behind the private bank and securities based lending and like all of these peripheral tools that are used to basically bilk you out of your hard-earned money so so Josh and I are here to tell you that and this this doesn't make us popular amongst our peers but we're here to tell you there's no man behind the curtain it, it, it you know if it sounds too good, too good to be true in our business it definitely is and so Wall Street is very very good at extracting money from you your pocket and putting it in their pocket and so you know the the almost the number one determining factor in returns over time is fees right and so there is no silver bullet like when you look at the data about money managers professional money managers active money managers that beat the market over time it's a tiny 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 fraction of a sliver of a group that do it and so – and it changes all the time, right, who's actually doing it. It's not somebody who's consistently doing it over time. I mean there's a really small group of those people, and you're not getting access to those. And so you need to, as an investor, ignore that like perception of a, exclusivity. You know, the big national firms, the Merrills, the Morgan Stanleys, they, they like to make sure they have the nicest office and the nicest building on the top floor so that you can come in and, and get wowed by that. And it's like, wow, these people must be smart. Look at this. But the reality is, is that business model is set up to extract as much money from you as they can. Uh, that is the business model, and most of them aren't actually managing your money. So simplicity is what works in investing. And, and you know, you can look at the, some of the greatest investors, and most of them it comes from simplicity, right? Uh, so remember, if you can get average returns for an above-average period of time, your results will be extraordinarily good. So that's how you have to think about it. Stop trying to seek out this exclusivity uh, or perception of exclusivity because we don't have it. it. It doesn't exist. And it's not just Josh and I. Nobody has it at any of these firms, no matter what they tell you. It just doesn't exist. All right. Uh, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement interview, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000, of an investable dollars, call the office 800-743-0988 or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwalt.com. When we come back, we will tackle some of your emails, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. 0988. Again, 800 743 0988.
Old Travel Plaza. Food, fuel, and fun. After a long day and you want to play, get your mind off of the road. Have a great meal, try our slot machines. Life's good on the plateau. Quick stop anytime, get you everything under the sun. Life's good on the plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. Food, fuel, and fun? At the Plateau Travel Plaza in Madras, you get food, fuel, and fun all in one fabulous stop. After you fuel up with our low fuel prices, enjoy something fresh from our deli. Shop our store for local crafts and jewelry, travel essentials, electronics, and more. Then have some fun in our game room with 30 of the hottest slot machines and all the rewards you can handle. Life's good on the Plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. We love it here, and we think you will, too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but you like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris & Stevens. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man aged 45 non-smoker can get a million dollars of coverage for $75 per month. Level rate for 10 years. Or a man aged 50 non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Termbusters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for a new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote. 800-786-9161. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 1-800-786-9161. Remember, 1-800-786-9161. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker rate class. Exam required to qualify. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back. Uh, Josh and I do a what we call our e-news video, and it's our, instead of uh, doing a newsletter, a hard copy newsletter, uh, well, we do do one of those four times a year every quarter, but uh, in an effort to communicate with our clients more often, we send out an, a video. It's a five- or six-minute video every two weeks uh, where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets. We did one of those on Friday. So you don't have to be a client to be on that list. If you'd like to get the e-newsletter from the two brilliant minds that you're listening to right now, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. At least somebody left. Josh isn't even paying attention. Tim laughed. But you can go to our website, Northwest Quadrant Wealth, and send us an email. Say, add me to your e-newsletter list. For those of you that don't know who Tim is, he is our 
crack producer of the Financial Focus Radio Show again for the program since 2008, Tim? 15 years? I'm paying attention. Man, Tim, you look better, you look better now than you did 15 years ago. You, I can't uh, say that for myself. Do you feel heard? Oh, my god! Is that what you want for your birthday? You millennials. You're, you're, you millennials. <laughs> I'm gonna, I think we just need to skip your whole millennial just generation. Let, just want you to let you know that A bunch of Peter Pans. I see you. So why diversify is the question of the day. Well, if you were an employee at Silicon Valley Bank, you probably uh, have a good idea about why you should have diversified. Employees at Silicon Valley Bank, the symbol was SIVB received large amounts of stock compensation over the last decade uh, with record increases in stock compensation over the last few years. Well, they didn't need to be diversified because they sold it all. Only a year <laughs> in the, ago. In the run-up to uh, that. They assumed they had hit the jackpot with uh, their stock outpacing the S&P over the last decade by a lot. Few of these employees would believe that all these holdings would be a complete loss, but fast forward to today, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, you diversify precisely because of the idiosyncratic type of risk, one that seems impossibly small before it occurs. And that is so true. If you look at a 10-year chart of SVB stock versus the S&P, you can see it had been trouncing it the last few years, and now it's a zero. So that is precisely why you diversify. Just ask everybody at Enron. Okay, let's tackle some email questions. Uh, I would say it's allergies, but it's been too cold for allergies. We got an email from a Tom W. My father named my mother, his ex-wife, as a beneficiary on his $80,000 life insurance policy, and he is now dead. But my stepmother says that money belongs to her, who is right. Well, Tom, uh, your stepmother is wrong. Uh you know, anything that has a beneficiary designation passes by beneficiary designation. doesn't matter what the will or the trust says. Uh, and so unless the trust was the beneficiary, um, that money is going to go to your mother, your dad's ex-wife. Uh, and so that's important for people to know that out there. If you, you know, we know that life changes, you get divorced and remarried, all the things that happens in life. Um, and so... You, that's one of the reasons people need to be checking their beneficiary designations on anything that has a beneficiary. Uh, this is a tr this happens more than you would think that uh, financial advisors or insurance people have to uh, deliver uh, an insurance check uh, for somebody that's died to the ex-spouse because the spouse never changed it to their new spouse. So, so make sure you're checking your beneficiary designations on everything that, so IRAs, annuities, 401ks, life insurance, uh, all those things that have beneficiary designations, make sure the beneficiaries on those are correct because it does not matter what your will says or your trust says uh, as it relates to your money for those things that have beneficiary designation. So your stepmother can fight it all she wants. She's not going to win. There's plenty of case law that goes against her winning that deal. So good for your mother. She had to put up with your dad. Now she gets 80 grand. <laughs> uh, we got it. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is us by, let's see, Sarah here in Penn. Sarah says, uh, we always max out our Roth IRA, but this year our income is a little tight. We have $60,000 in our emergency fund. Should I use money from the emergency fund to max out our Roth IRA, even though it will take a long time to pay back that emergency fund? Well, I don't know that you should necessarily deplete your emergency fund in order to make a retirement contribution. But with the Roth, um, maybe there's an exception there just because of the Roth five-year rule, which uh, enables you to actually take out some of your basis. So since you've been contributing in the past, uh, you're going to be able to take out the basis of your contributions. Uh, depending on the asset allocation, it could be at a significantly lower value than when you made them, uh, meaning like if you're selling shares to generate the cash. But, uh, you know, that's maybe an argument to say don't deplete your emergency fund to do it. But uh, in this instance, it's that's a tough call without knowing more about your yeah, how old financial you are in that situation. Kind of I mean, so here's the thing. People people always surprise me. The the Everybody always thinks it's like, a binary decision about contributing the max or not at all. Yeah. And so, you, you know, you, you don't have to. You, so, Sarah, you could say, okay, uh, when you say we, I assume you and your spouse, uh, maybe instead of maxing it out, the, the, you know, the $6,000 for 2022 for both of you, you say, okay, total, we're going to contribute 
6,000. So instead of 12,000, we're going to contribute 6,000, so 3,000 each. Um, and, and maybe that doesn't take quite as long to replenish that. But it's not this binary decision where you max out the retirement plan or not. You can contribute 50 bucks in the thing. Uh, you know, there's no uh, sort of limit on the downside and, or minimum. And so that's the way that I would think about it. But yeah, the emergency fund is, is, is when we talk to people, is the most important component of a financial plan because, it, you know, Sarah inevitably something is going to go on in your life that um, dictates that you uh, need money and you don't want to borrow that money and you don't want to raid a retirement plan. So that's what the, that's why they're, that is so important. All right. Earl asks, I am a six, I am 65 year old planning for retirement within the next three to five years. I'm looking at different types of retirement funds. Would adding stocks that are dividend structured along with gold and cryptocurrencies be a good mixture? <laughs> so funny, Josh. Uh, well, <laughs> You know, if you where to start? Yeah, I mean, if you listen to the show, um, we're ardent advocates for indexing, so it's tough to you know the market's preference for dividend stocks will, of course, ultimately be reflected in the broader indices uh, as they evolve to reflect the preference of the market. And so, uh, no, I, we would say do not. And as far as precious metals as a durable allocation. You know, real yields have come down a bunch over the last couple of weeks and gold spiked and all of the uh, gold bugs have come out of the woodwork. But the idea behind owning precious metals in electronic form over time is proven to not be an effective uh, part of an asset allocation. And crypto, you know, addressing that like, you know, relative to your situation and the variance of that asset uh, Another one where it's really tough to make a re intellectually honest argument as to why you should own that uh, in your particular circumstance and age. All right, that is our show this week. We appreciate you listening. Remember, buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show, Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.